Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Water heaters are just plain dumb. They're designed to keep your water hot whether you need it or not. And that can mean lots of wasted energy. But there's a quick fix that's easy and inexpensive. Read how to install a water heater blanket when you hit moneypit.com. Just click on ideas and tips, then click repair and improve. And for answers to any home improvement or home repair questions, give us a call right now. 888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us now with your home improvement project. Hey, it's summer. There's Yay. lots of stuff to do. Hooray, get outside. Get the job done. Maybe you're too hot because your air conditioning's not working. We can fix that. Maybe you want to work on a deck. Maybe you want to build a patio. Great summer projects. We can help you do that. Hey, do you sometimes smell a musty odor in certain rooms of your home? You might think it's from not using the room that often, or maybe it's just the age of the house. Well, that's actually not true. And this hour, we're going to teach you what causes musty smells in your house, which is a summertime issue, and exactly what to do about it. That's right. And just because it's over your head, that doesn't mean you should overlook it. Later this hour, we're going to tell you why your roof is working overtime to protect you and what you can do to protect it. But right now, we want you to go to the phones and call us with your home improvement question at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Two things will happen. Number one, we will give you the answer to your home improvement question, and we will toss your name in the Money Pit hard hat because this hour we're giving away a Stanley Fix-It gift pack worth 50 bucks. Basically, 50 bucks in tools to help you get jobs done around your house. It includes a pocket knife, a magnetic level, a multi-bit screwdriver, hey, lots of cool stuff. you can tackle any project with that, basically. Absolutely. So call us now at one eight 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 Money Pit. Leslie, who's first? Going out to Colorado with Nancy. How can we help you today? Yes, um, I have um, a townhome that I've lived in for about eight years. It needs new um, replacement windows. I have a very inexpensive metal frame window that is not at all energy efficient. Okay. And I'm wondering what I should replace it with. I'm the association president, so I um, would like some information because people are going to be turning to me, and we need to have something um, identical in all of the buildings. So oh, I'm good looking for, for you. efficiency and what's mm -hmm. out there right now and what's a good product to consider um, investing in. Well, first of all, you want to look for a window that's ENERGY STAR rated, mm -hmm. and, and that would be like the first thing that I would check. 
because okay. an Energy Star weight rated window is going to be efficient. Secondly, you want to buy from a named manufacturer uh, rather than one that you're un- that's not heard of. I would buy something from a good manufacturer like Anderson or Pella or okay. Weather Shield. I would stay with a good brand. You might want to consider the uh, NFRC rating, which is the National Fenestration Rating Council, which has a set of standards by which energy efficiency is measured and clarity of glass is measured in windows. And Nancy, both the Energy Star and the NFRC rating are going to be on stickers right on those windows as well, so you'll know exactly what you're getting. And you have a lot of buying power because you're going to be specking this out for the entire development. So you're def- definitely doing it the right way. But those are a couple of things to check for. Energy Star rating and also the NFRC rating, which will give you the information you'll be able to use to compare apples to apples. And I would definitely stick with, uh, with a name brand manufacturer rather than a replacement window company that you don't know who's making them. Okay. And then are the metal frame windows now much more efficient than they were, let's say, 14 years ago. No, you hardly ever see metal frame windows anymore. I know exactly what you have, and especially in the <laughs> air, in an area like Colorado, those got to be really super drafty windows. Yeah. The springs tend to break down very quickly. And so this is a situation where you're probably going to be taking them out and putting in a new construction window because you can't do a replacement window inside of a metal frame. Okay. And then you can also look for options that have vinyl on the exterior and wood on the interior so that you're giving the folks who live within the association the opportunity to either paint or have a stained trim on the inside to go with whatever their decorating style is. And Nancy, because this is such a big project, I would do the research and then I would suggest you have an association meeting and present the the research to the uh, to the owners because this is going to be an expensive and an inconvenient project, and they should feel very comfortable that you have done the research and have made the best uh, choice for, uh, for their situation. Okay, thanks so much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Now we're going to help Scott in Illinois remove some paint. How can we help you? Yeah, I'm trying to find out the easiest and quickest way to remove paint from wood trim and wood doors. Interior hmm. or exterior? Interior. And, Scott, how old are these doors and the trim that you're trying to strip? Uh, they're probably since the 60s. Mm, okay. Uh, so you probably have multiple layers of paint on there. Well, there's a couple of things that you can do. First of all, if you use paint strippers, most paint strippers are very, very toxic. But there's uh, maybe one or two non-toxic paint strippers that I like. One is made by a company called Back to Nature Products. It's called Ready Strip. Their website is ready-strip.com. And it works pretty good because it's not stinky, and it goes on, it turns color when it's time to remove it, and you can pull up, um, you know, probably one to two layers of paint with every application. You are going to have to probably do multiple applications because with trim that hasn't been refinished since the 60s, you're going to find lots of layers of paint that have to come off. Okay, that's ready, strip. Ready Strip. It's called Ready Strip. Ready-Strip.com. It's probably the best to work with on the interior just because from a caustic standpoint. And the other issue to consider is whether or not you want to refinish the trim or replace the trim. With trim that is from the 1960s, you know, it's not an antique. So you may want to think about maybe just doing the doors but actually physically replacing the trim because it actually might end up being a lot less labor and, and, and probably will be a little more expensive, but it'll come out looking great. Okay, well, I appreciate that. All right, Mary in New Jersey, you've got the money, but what's going on with your squeaky floors? All right, uh, I live in a condo complex, and uh, the unit above me has a 
very, very, very loud squeaky floors. Oh, so they're not even your squeaky floors. <laughs> no, they're not mine. They're in the unit above mine. Do you get along with your neighbor otherwise? Uh, well, I, I really don't know the owner. Oh, okay. This is a problem. Mm-hmm. Because all of the repair advice that we can give you, Mary, um, requires entry into the unit above. Mm-hmm. Um, and work on those floors. Do you happen to know what kind of floors they have? Are they carpeted floors? Hardwood floors, yes. Hardwood floors. Okay. Well, you know, when you have a hardwood floors and they're squeaky, the way you repair them is by making them a little tighter because typically they get loose. Mm-hmm. And so with a hardwood floor, if I could identify the squeak area, mm-hmm. there's two ways to fix it. Number one is you could take a uh, hot-dipped galvanized finish nail. And the reason I say hot-dipped is because it's a fairly rough surface. Mm-hmm. You first have to pilot drill out a hole in the floor, and then you drive that nail through, and you have to make sure you're directly on top of a floor joist. Mm-hmm. That tightens that up. A better way to do it, if you're, if you're a little more handy when it comes to woodworking, is to drill a hole in the floor, countersunk for a wood plug, and you simply screw the floor down, then plug it, and then refinish that little spot. But those are the type of invasive procedures that you really have to own the house to, to do. In your case, uh, it's really going to require access. So um, what you might want to do is talk to the condo association and see if between you, the condo association, and the neighbor upstairs, you can kind of have a bit of a truce and uh, let one of the condo maintenance people get in there and do a bit of work on the floors and perhaps quiet, quiet it down for you. I will tell, tell you that it's kind of difficult because you're sort of always chasing that squeak around the floor a bit, especially with hardwood. It's actually easier to get rid of the squeaks if it's simply carpet over a subfloor. Mm-hmm. But that's probably the best situation. So this is a little home repair and a lot of negotiation in this case, Mary, okay? All right. Well, I just wanted to ask you one more question. I understand there are three different levels from the engineer's report that was taken here. One was that it could be above my ceiling which I would be responsible for if it's above my ceiling. The other would be uh, the level above that, and then there would be the level of the unit owner above me. So okay, well, listen, what you're talking about here is um, the property line. And when you own a condominium, mm-hmm. there's a line that defines what's your responsibility and what's not your responsibility to fix. But I can't imagine something above your ceiling, meaning subfloor and flooring of the above apartment, would be Mary's responsibility. Well, it's interesting, Leslie, because it really depends. In some cases, um, like I had a condo once where my owned property was like inside sheetrock to inside sheetrock. Basically, I own the space inside the walls. The frame of the building was owned by the condominium association. And then the guy above would obviously own from inside sheetrock like to his floor. And with that type of ownership, the association was kind of insuring for all the structure instead mm-hmm. of a normal homeowner's policy. And you were essentially insuring for contents as well as appliances and kitchen cabinets and things like that. But all of these associations have different levels of ownership. And that line, and understanding where that line is in terms of where, the, where, the, where your ownership um, stops and the association starts when the next owner starts after that. That's what makes the difference. And when it comes to this very practical problem, a squeaky floor, you know, it can become pretty super complicated. That's why I say this is a little bit home repair and a lot of it negoti- a lot of negotiation. And fortunately, it's not a hard thing to fix. You're just going to have to try to get all of the parties together and see if you can get them to cooperate on getting it fixed. Mary, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit.
Hey, are you planning a second home, perhaps for that ultimate vacation retreat? Well, we can help you create that dream destination. Just call in your home repair or your home improvement question 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, that musty smell in your home isn't from age. It could be caused by living, breeding microorganisms. That's the problem. We're going to teach you how to get rid of them next. Money Pit! I want to keep my home for as long as I can because there are a lot of memories here. I read a little bit about making my house more comfortable and wanted to make my mom's house safer too. AARP told me about making mom's bedroom door wider and taping down her floor rugs. And I added handrails to our staircases. It was all simple and inexpensive thanks to AARP's tips. Now our homes fit our lifestyles and are ready for years to come. To bring comfort, safety, and a future to any home, visit us online at aarp.org slash home design. According to the American Society of Home Inspectors, nearly 60% of basements have moisture problems because of torrential rainstorms or water leaks. Bare basement and masonry waterproofing paint with NanoGuard, combined with simple grading and roof draining improvements, provides maximum water resistance for both above and below grade basement walls, masonry walls, retaining walls, cinder and concrete blocks, stucco and brick. For more information, visit Bear, B-E-H-R dot com, and apply the waterproofing paint that can stand the pressure. Bear products are available exclusively at the Home Depot stores nationwide. My home is 70 years old, and so are some of its problems. I was looking for a handyman to seal a leaky sink when I called Brad Schrader. Brad answered the phone himself and set up an appointment for the following day. He was on time and neatly dressed, and I quickly knew how much he enjoyed his job because he wouldn't shut up about it. First, he details all the problems. Then he gives the reasons why the problems need to be fixed. He tells you how much every little thing costs and why it costs that much. He is constantly explaining himself and often explains the explanations. But you know what? He is the perfect gentleman. Brad is nice and just wants to make sure you feel good about the work he's doing. I would recommend Brad without a thought. But next time, I think I'll let him do the work when I'm not home. Find thousands of unbiased reports and reviews from members in your area on Angie's List. From handymen to electricians, educate your guests at Angie'sList.com. Table saw. 18-volt drill driver. Eight-piece combo kit. You don't have to just wish you had the power tools you really want. With RYOBI, you can actually afford them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. And they sound really good, too. RYOBI. Exclusively at the Home Depot. When it's time to choose a new entryway for your home, choose the brand more building professionals prefer. Thermatrue Doors. Thermatrue pioneered the fiberglass door. Today, Thermatrue doors come in more styles and colors than any other brand. Classic Craft represents Thermatrue's premium collection. Fiber Classic is Thermatrue's original wood grain fiberglass door. Or choose Smooth Star Fiberglass for the look of smooth painted wood. But no matter which Thermatrue entryway you select, you've chosen the most preferred name in the business. Visit Thermatrue.com.
The Money Pit is brought to you by Thermatrue, the nation's leading manufacturer of fiberglass entry and patio door systems. Choose the brand more building professionals prefer and add up to $24,000 to the perceived value of your home. For more information, visit Thermatrue.com. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, if you give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT, we have a super prize that is going to help you tackle just about any home improvement project from basic to super difficult. It's the Stanley Fix-It Gift Pack. It's worth $50, and it includes a die-cast pocket knife, a 10-bit ratchet screwdriver, and a 2-foot magnetic level. And one caller that we talk to is going to win this prize pack. And hey, why can't it be you? Call us right now, 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Okay, before the break, we were talking about musty smells. Perhaps your basement smells musty. Well, it's not just an order, but it's a sort of condition. What happens is you get microorganisms that emit gases that can create a very musty smell indoors. They make themselves... Well, that just sounds a, terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty stinky stuff. When you think it's not just like damp air, which is what most people think of it, it's actually you know something that's breathing <laughs> off gas. in your house. They make themselves pretty much at home wherever there is an organic food source, little air movement, and light, wet, humid conditions, which of Uh, course are all... pretty much everywhere in the summer. Yeah, especially in the basement. So to prevent these problems, you need to treat moist and damp areas with an antimicrobial treatment. Something simple that you could make yourself that will do it is a 10% bleach solution. So if you're cleaning up a damp area, always put a dab of bleach in it because that will kill those microorganisms and stop the musty smell in its tracks. Hey, do you have a question about a stinky problem in your house? <laughs> Call us right now at one eight 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 Money Pit. Maybe you want to tackle a project together. You know, nothing says romance better than his and her sawzall. So call us. <laughs> we'll help you get started at one eight 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 Money Pit. Leslie, who's next? Rose in Jamaica Queens listens to the Money Pit on WABC. How can we help you in your Money Pit? About three years ago, I installed a new gutter and leader system. Okay. It's called Lifeguard, and it's supposed to be a lifetime warranty, and it never worked from day one. I've had the installer come several times. He's very nice, but the system does not absorb rainwater, and my basement is completely ruined. I want to know what does lifetime warranty mean? Well, you would think that it means that you're never going to have to replace those gutters again, but clearly what you have there is not working for you, and it sounds to me like this company needs to make good on it. If I had my uh, my druthers, I would want it removed and replaced with a good old-fashioned standard gutter system, which is going to work fine. I'm sure you probably installed this so you wouldn't have to clean the gutters. I had a beauty, and I was coerced into taking this new thing, face. It's my fault. Well, you know, listen, you make the best decisions based on the available information. You know, I'm sure that you wanted a system that wasn't going to require maintenance, but clearly you're getting a lot of uh, ancillary damage from having the system that you have now. So our recommendation would be to remove and to replace it because the most important thing here is to get this water under control. Your problem is going to get a lot more expensive than the cost of replacing the gutter system if you allow continue to allow the basement to be saturated. Uh, you have hit the nail on the head. That water 
water landing right around the foundation has nowhere to go but into the basement. And a standard 4-inch K-style gutter system, a standard extruded gutter system that will cost you all of probably, I don't know, 2 or $3 a lineal foot to have installed, is going to collect that water and run it away. You want to make sure the downspouts are extended 4 to 6 feet away from the foundation. And if you want to use any type of gutter guard system at all, you can use that kind that's removable so that it can be cleaned. We have one on our house in New Jersey that uh, I think it was called the gutter guard waterfall system. And basically, it's a louver that snaps into the top of the gutter, and it lets most of the water wash over. Except I will tell you, with those louvered systems, with a really, really heavy water uh, rainfall, you get so much centrifugal force on the water that it does fall over the edge. We haven't had any basement issues, but I'll tell you, having no guard... Um, is probably more important than making sure the gutters are functional in the first place. So I wouldn't concentrate too much on the guard. I would concentrate on getting the gutters working rows so that you get that basement dry because that's the only way you're going to avoid a continuing moisture and potentially a dangerous mold problem in the basement. You know, that's really sad that that happened to her because a lot of times, especially in Queens and New York, a lot of the homes are sort of set up on a small hill and then that sort of goes down out to the street. So when the down spouts come down, they might bury them into that hill system to then come directly out to the street or to the concrete sidewalk. And perhaps what's happened is something's not even connected properly or that buried pipe is so clogged and was ignored when the new downspout was hooked up to it that there could be a leak in there, you know, in addition to the gutters not working at all. Well, the gutter is really truly a system and it really has to work from the roof edge right out to the discharge. So certainly if you're ever running uh, your downspouts into a pipe that runs underground, you need to make sure it's free flowing. If it's not, you could have it snaked out. And if you really don't know what's there, you know, these uh, drain cleaning companies have cameras that can run down there. And, and I've seen those cameras really identify major cracks uh, in those pipes as well. So all of those things plug into the possibility of a gutter system not working right and causing your basement to leak. And it all has to be addressed. So uh, sorry that happened to you, Rose. But really, at this point, I would give up on the so-called lifetime system that's not working for you and just get a standard set of gutters and get that water away from from the house. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Going to Florida to talk paint with Jeff. How can we help you? Uh, yes, I'm having uh, a little bit of trouble getting paint to stick to uh, wood frames around the windows. Okay. And also on some of the uh, steel doors on the outside. The sun's really harsh on our uh, on our house. Okay. Um, if you're having an adhesion issue, it normally starts with surface preparation. Uh, and so what you're going to have to do is get off all of the old paint, and you're also going to have to prime. When it comes to a metal door, it's best to use an oil-based primer, something specialized like Rust-Oleum I would recommend for a metal door. For the wood inside, you can use Kills or a product similar to that. And um, for the best results on the inside, I'd also use the oil-based Kills versus the latex Kills. Both of them work well, but if you have a really difficult surface, you're always better using the oil-based product. And there are actually additives, Jeff, if you're looking to get rid of any brush strokes or roller marks that you might see from as you're applying the paint, or especially on trim work, there are additives called Floatrol or Penetrol. One is for interiors, one is for exteriors, which helps to sort of extend the wet edge on the brush or roller so you don't get those markations. Okay, sounds great. Thank you. You are listening to The Money Pit. Hey, did you know that you can have a little Tom and Leslie to go when you, you download? Yes, can indeed. Can we come in one of those little Chinese food containers? <laughs> <laughs> 
no. You can actually download our super duper popular podcast. How many did we have last month, Tom? Uh, 120,000 downloads a month now. That's amazing no, Number to one me. home improvement podcast on iTunes. If I may pat ourselves on the back just for a moment. I think and that's awesome. It's cool because, you know, this way you can listen whenever it's convenient to you. And you know what? You can also go to moneypit.com. You can check out our listen section. The podcasts are free. You can search them by topic. It is just a ton of information at your fingertips when you are working on that project. So get that info right where you need it, and we'll be right back. You live in a money pit. This segment of The Money Pit is sponsored by Angie's List. Need work done around your house and don't know who to call? You don't have to guess who's good and who's not. Angie's List has thousands of unbiased reports on local service companies with details from real member experience. Call 888-944-5478 or visit Angie'sList.com. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, making good homes better. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, are you working on some projects outdoors, maybe decking, maybe some yard work, or has the air conditioning kept you inside and got you thinking about some home indoor renovations? And maybe you've got wall-to-wall carpeting in your house, and maybe you've even been thinking about replacing it, but you might be avoiding it because even though it looks so great when it gets first installed, sometimes it's kind of hard to keep it that way. You know, I learned that the hard way as I just put uh, carpeting in the second floor of my oh, house. Oh, God, and, what happened already? Well, we never had, you know, carpeting with the, with the three kids before. And, mm-hmm. uh, man, I'll tell you what. And white was probably a bad idea. The thing idea. is, the, the floors were probably <laughs> just as dirty, but we didn't see it. But with carpeting, you see you everything. You see everything. So maintaining that carpet is really important if you want it to last. And we have got that topic covered in the next edition of the free Money Pit E! newsletter, available online at moneypit.com. goes out every single Friday morning, free to your Money Pit email inbox. So sign up today at moneypit.com. You got a carpet cleaning question? We can help you, too, right now at one eight 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 money pit Leslie, who's next? Dan in California, you've got the Money Pit. What can we do for you? I have black soot coming out of my heater through the vent, through the wall. It's a wall mount heater, and it's all over the outside of my building. Huh? That's not good. So this is coming. You say it's a, is it coming out of the the vent for the through the wall heater? It's coming out of the vent. I pulled the cover off where the burner is mm-hmm. down at the bottom. Right. And there's black soot all over the. I guess you call it a heat exchanger. Dan, you're talking about this soot being on the outside of the building, correct? Outside of the building and on the, uh, all over the inside of the combustion chamber of the heater. Okay, but it's on the combustion side. It's not on the house air side, correct? Well, there's a little bit of black soot even coming into the house. All right, this isn't right. Um, it sounds to me like the cause of this problem is an improperly adjusted gas flame, which is why you're getting so much carbon but the fact that you're getting this inside could mean that you have a cracked heat exchanger, and that can be very dangerous. So you need to have this system inspected by an experienced person, maybe person, some, someone working for the gas company or an HVAC contractor to look at the heat exchanger. Because the life of the furnace is really determined by the life of the heat exchanger. And for those that are not familiar with what a heat exchanger is, it basically is what keeps the combustion gas separate from the house air. Imagine a hot water radiator where water circulates inside and air blows over the outside. That's kind of what happens inside of a gas furnace. But what's circulating inside of the heat exchanger is combustion gas. So that we need to be, be concerned about carbon monoxide. 
Correct. You could have carbon monoxide. If the heat exchanger is cracked or voided or rusted out, then that could be leaking out and getting into the house air side. Do you have a CO detector, Dan? Well, it's always a good idea to have a CO detector, but sometimes CO detectors... You know, it takes an awful lot of gas to make them go off. I would say that you definitely need to get this inspected right away. How old is the furnace, Dan? Oh, I'd say four or five years old. It's not that old, so you probably may just need to be able to get it cleaned. But you're not going to know until you get all that soot off there and try to figure out what's going on. It's definitely not set up right. Dan, get to that right away because it could be dangerous. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Talking to Laura in Indiana, what's going on at your Money Pit? Well, I have a small bathroom that when we, um, my son is the only one that takes a shower in there, and I used the correct wall, the drywall, when we built it, the green wall, the wall board. The green board? It still has slight um, mildew at the top, at the top of the ceiling and the top of the wall. I used some bleach water, I wiped it, I rinsed it, and it still forms, And but he does not always use his exhaust fan in there. That's, That's the problem. Positive. I was going to say, is he a teenager? Yes. <laughs> yeah, sure thing. Um, well, as Leslie said, that is the problem. Um, a couple of things you can do to control humidity. First of all, you really do need to use the exhaust fan. What you might want to think about doing here, is Laura... Is it too late to wire the light and the exhaust exactly fan together? That's exactly what I was thinking. Yep, it's exa- <laughs> I was, it's exactly what this I was This way you're forcing him to use it? Yep. When it wire, have, a lot of uh, fans and lights can be set up this way very easily, so that whenever you turn the light on, the fan comes on. The other thing that you can do is put in what's called an ox sensor, which is basically an automatic switch so that whenever there's movement inside the bathroom, the fan comes on. You've got the right tools. You just need to get them to do it. Now, in terms of uh, what you can do to the existing surface, you are doing the right thing by cleaning it. I would recommend um, that you use a product called Simple Green, which is very effective at removing mildew and removing mold first. And then you really want to prime that surface. Use a good quality primer like a Kills oil-based primer. And then on top of that, use a kitchen and bath paint. And Bear makes one with NanoGuard technology that's very, very effective at reducing mold and mildew growth. Okay, so instead of using bleach water, use Simple Green? Simple Green, yep. Okay. Works good. It's much safer, too. Okay. I will definitely do that. Laura, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. What is always overhead, yet we most often take it for granted? Ah, Leslie Riddle, I love these. Uh, I'm going to guess the roof. That is correct. And did you know that even though if it's not raining or snowing, your roof is being attacked on a daily basis? Well, we are going to uncover your roof's biggest enemies and teach you how to protect against them right after this. You're You're listening listening to Extreme How-To Radio. So AARP has a series of tips for homeowners who want to improve their homes, make them safer and more comfortable. And I found these tips on their website, aarp.org slash home design. In the bathroom alone, I widened the door, installed brighter light bulbs, and put non-slip surfacing on the floor tiles. Instead of wishing my house had improvements, I'm making them. To bring comfort, safety, and a future to any home, visit us online at aarp.org slash home design. Give your home an attraction that reaches all the way to the curb at a Classic Craft fiberglass entryway from Thermatru. Classic Craft, a stunning AccuGrain technology, captures all the beauty and luxury of premium hardwood, but won't split, crack, or rot. Add a sparkling custom touch with decorative glass door tiles, side lights, and transom, too. 
When you do, studies show your home's perceived value rises as much as 6%. Let the curb appeal of a classic craft entryway enhance your home's look and value. Visit Thermatrue.com. If you have trouble sleeping because of stuffy air or if your floors and furniture feel sticky, it's not the heat, it's the humidity. During milder weather, when your air conditioner isn't running, humidity levels can rise unchecked. Whether it's mold and mildew or musty smells invading your home, an April Air Central Dehumidifier will help eliminate excess moisture and get you back on your way to a comfortable, healthy home and a good night's sleep. Call your heating and cooling contractor today or visit AprilAir.com. April Air, fresh ideas for indoor air. Somewhere, a guy is tossing his golf clubs into the water. But you, you'd rather build, say, a burled maple coffee table. RYOBI Woodworking Tools lets you do it. RYOBI gives you the power and precision you need to succeed at prices that help you get going. Of course, there's still some equipment involved, but it's power tools. And you don't have to wear those funny clothes to use them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. RYOBI, exclusively at the Home Depot. That's just beautiful. AOL's new real estate site has the answer to any question a homeowner, buyer, seller, or renter may have. In fact, it's kind of spooky, almost like they're reading your mind. Hello? Hello? Who said that? Me, down here. I'm AOL Real Estate. Got any questions about your house? Hmm. Well, I do have a question about my 60s-style bungalow, because there's pink paint in the back and... Lead composition. Stabilize with 3-in-1 primer. Paint over with an Aegean blue to match your eyes. I think I love you. AOL Real Estate. So smart, it's amazing. Go to realestate.aol.com to see our own answer man, Tom Kreitler, in action. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high-efficiency air cleaners. For more information, go to AprilAir.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Call us now with your home improvement project. Call us with your do-it-yourself dilemma. It's free. Just call us 1-888-MONEY-PIT. Hey, and one other thing that's free, we're giving away a great prize today to one caller that we talk to. We got to talk to you, so don't be shy. Give us a call at 1-888-MONEYPIT right now because you could win a Stanley Fix-It prize package. It's worth 50 bucks, and it comes with three great tools, including a 10-bit screwdriver. It is a perfect start for your next DIY adventure. Hey, speaking of DIY adventures, because I think many home improvement projects are an adventure. You know, you never know. If, even if they don't start off as one, they certainly yeah, become right. one quite you easily. Know, think about it. It kind of always has sort of an unexpected quality to it. You never know what you're going to into. <laughs> one home improvement project that's probably not as much a DIY project is a roof project because it can be dangerous to get up there and work on your roof. So you don't want to have to do that unless you absolutely have to. You know, your roof is your home's first line of defense from all of the weathering elements out there and it's constantly being attacked day and night, rain or shine, UV radiation, 
you know, sun, sand, dirt, it all deteriorates the roof. And without proper care, your roof is very vulnerable to damaging leaks, which could really cause some big problems. Yeah, that's right. And you mentioned heat and UV rays. You know, they really cause roofing materials to deteriorate over time. And this can actually occur faster on the sides facing west or south. And when water gets underneath roof coverings, it can really work its way to the roof deck and cause that structure to mildew and then rot out. And high winds, they can lift the edges of your roof's coverings and force all of that water underneath them, getting right into your home. Yeah, that's right. When shingles get old and worn, they basically curl, split. They lose their waterproofing qualities because the the oil that's in the shingle dries out. And when the shingles get weak like that, they are very easily blown off. They can be torn. They can be lifted by wind gusts. And while a lot of these threats can't be prevented, some can. We recommend that you always use a premium self-adhered waterproof underlayment, something like Grace Ice and Water Shield. It's an underlayment that goes into the entire roof, and it really seals the roof surface and keeps the moisture out. Yeah, and even though it has a name like Ice and Water Shield, it's really meant for all parts of the country and all weather conditions, right? Actually, it stopped a lot of leaks in Florida caused by hurricanes, basically by putting it in under the roof shingles across the whole surface. Because when the shingles get blown off, the roof still stays stays watertight because it really is self-adhering. It sticks down to the roof. And even if you drive a nail through it, it still stays waterproof. So it's pretty cool stuff. If you want more information on how to waterproof your house with Ice and Water Shield, you can visit the website for the Grace Company, which is graceathome.com. They have great tips right there. Or you can call us right now if you have a roof leak question. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT. Leslie, who's next? Now we're going to talk to John in Utah about a swamp cooler. And you know, Tom, in Utah, it's the only place I've ever seen swamp coolers. And they are pretty darn cool. So, John. You don't see them too often anymore. John, what's going on at your house? How can we help? Well, I got an old swamp cooler that's rusting out in the pan, and so it looks like I have to replace it. And there's a couple different kinds of swamp coolers, and I'm trying to decide which one is the best for the top of my house. All right, what's your options? Well, I've got right now one that's just got the four sides, the kind you usually see on houses around here. And there, but there's another kind called a single inlet swamp cooler, which I, I I've seen them now at the Home Depot and so on. But I really I don't know which one's better. You know, I've heard that the one is better. I know it's a little more expensive. Well, John, first up, let's kind of define what a swamp cooler is for people that are not familiar with it. A typical refrigeration system uses a refrigerant, Freon or another refrigerant to basically change the temperature in the plumbing system, in the piping system, and they blow air across coils, and that's the way it cools. A swamp cooler is your basic evaporative cooler where water pours over an evaporative pad, air blows over it, and that's how the cooling process happens. Now, the difference between a standard swamp cooler and a single inlet one is a single inlet cooler is basically a very, very high-tech version of the old-fashioned swamp cooler. It's more efficient. The evaporative pads are much, much thicker. It usually has a microprocessor-based thermostat and a timer that controls things like speed, water, runtime, and the dump functions of the water. And so basically, by buying a single inlet unit, you're going to have a much more efficient cooling system in your house. I got you. So it probably is worth the expense then. So I think it probably is worth the expense, and that really is going to be the upgrade that's going to be the appropriate thing for replacement of the old swamp cooler. Yeah, short of an air conditioner, but we like the humidity. I know my wife sure likes it. Yeah, And they really are so efficient, and they do cool quite nicely. You know, we filmed a bunch of episodes while you were out, out in Utah in the middle of August, and it was hot, and those houses were surprisingly cool. Yeah, it really it really does work most of the time. I mean, you, our old swamp crew that gets up in the mid-90s is a little bit, 
you know, it does it kind of stops working at that point, but I'm hoping this one will handle those 90 degree temperature days, you know. Yeah, and it's going to handle a lot more efficiently. John, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Going to Iowa to talk door repair with Steve. What happened? How can we help? Hi, I've got some hollow core doors that had holes broken in them before I got the house. Okay. And they're stained, not painted. And I was wondering if there was a good way to fix them without using like water putty or wood putty, something that wouldn't match the color. Well, it's really hard to repair those. So the door's actually physically broken in? Yeah, they've got, you know, like somebody's punched them or something and it's got yeah. holes in it. Can you put like a, a veneer over that? Yeah, like, that's exactly what I was thinking about telling you. You could take the door off and put a very thin layer of veneer Luan on top of it. I think you can buy it as thin as eighth, an eighth inch. Uh, and then you're going to want to probably contact cement that on and then refinish that surface. Going even thinner than, well, from a Luan standpoint, if you go to a specialty lumber shop, you can get any kind of wood veneer that is already backed, ready to go. You just use the same thing, contact adhesive, and you can even go with something that has an exotic look. I mean, you're really updating then an inexpensive hollow door, but obviously you want something that's stained and has that beautiful wood texture to it, and you've got a lot of opportunities to really make it special. So you recommend just veneering it with a thin sheet of veneer? Yeah, absolutely. Now, the one thing you're also going to have to do with this, Steve, is when you rehang the door, you're going to have to adjust the door stops because, yeah. remember, the door is now going to be a little thicker than what it was before. So you're going to have to move them to compensate for the thickness of the veneer. But it's not a terribly hard project to do, and it's going to come out great. Cool. Well, I appreciate it. You're welcome, Steve. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Pit. Leslie, some words of wisdom. Sometimes your home can be like an onion. Because of all the layers? Yeah, you start peeling away the layers, and sometimes it just makes you want to cry. (laughs) (laughs) They always make me cry, as do many home improvement projects. Up next, we're going to tackle a question from an emailer about how to handle multiple layers of flooring, and hopefully we will not be shedding any tears after this. You live in a money pit. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by Bear Basement and Masonry Waterproofing Paint with advanced NanoGuard technology. Combined with simple grading and roof draining improvements, it helps prevent water penetration and moisture buildup. For more information, visit bear.com. That's B-E-H-R.com. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us now with your home improvement question, your do-it-yourself dilemma at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. You got a question? We have a solution. And if you can't reach us on the telephone, you can always email us your home improvement question by going to moneypit.com and clicking on Ask Tom and Leslie, just like Richard did from Rockville Center, New York. All right. Richard writes, I have three layers of vinyl tiles on my kitchen floor. What is the best way to remove them and then install a ceramic tile floor. Well, first of all, Richard, I don't know that you have to. Yeah, remove I don't think them he has to remove all of unless, them unless you know there's an issue of like the thickness of it. You can go right on top of it. Another reason that you might want to remove them is if they are not adhered very well. Because and there's then, a lot yeah. of unevenness or unsteadiness. Yeah, exactly. Um, if you do want to remove them, um, there's only one way to do it: the hard way. <laughs> and that is basically by breaking them up and getting uh, in under like sort of one edge of it. And you're really going to have to peel them off one layer at a time. 
there's no quick solution from for removing vinyl tile. There's a lot of glue and stuff. Yeah, and then once you get down to even just like your, your glue la- layer over there, you might mm-hmm. want to then put some sort of level of Luan or a quarter inch right. ply or exactly. something to even it out. Because if you're going with ceramic tile, any sort of unsteadiness below that tile, you're going to get that grout cracking and possibly even the tile to crack. Yeah, exactly. So you you really you might even want to think of it's a bit uneven now. You could put an additional layer of Luan plywood, thin quarter inch plywood on top of the existing shingles to kind of give you a neutral surface and go up from there. And also, um, before you uh, let your tile contractor start, make sure that the floor is strong enough to support the size tile that you're going to put on it. If you're going to put a really wide tile, like a 12-inch wide or an 18-inch wide tile, you really need to have good support because if not, that tile will crack. Even though it might seem solid right now, if you Mm -hmm. don't have proper support, it's going to crack. So I think the best thing to do is to go on top of it if you possibly can and make sure you have proper support. All right, Kate in Rochester, New Hampshire writes, I have a home with textured ceilings. It's not as bad as the old popcorn type, but it does have some sand in it. I'm redoing a room and would love to have a nice flat ceiling. Is it possible to remove the sand without damaging the sheetrock it's attached to? Uh, Probably, Kate. What you're going to need to do is spray down the ceiling with uh, some water. I would do this in sort of like a pump-up garden sprayer. Work in a small section at a time. Spray it, get it wet, and then use it. Cover up everything in that room. No, absolutely. It's a big, stinking, messy job, we will tell you that. Uh, And then go ahead and scrape it away with like a spackle knife and after you're all done you really 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 need to prime it because if not you're not going to have a neutral surface uh, for the next layer of paint to go on top of and also if you notice any unevenness make sure you use a very flat paint because that'll do the best job at masking any of those messy uneven surfaces well if there's one thing that summer is famous for it's garden work but before you run out and replace those rusty garden tools take a minute to give them a second look it could be that they just need a little tlc and that is the topic of today's edition of leslie's last word yeah that's right save your money buy more plants and buy perennials folks they come back every year annuals gorgeous perennials last and last forever and you can save those garden tools by doing just a little bit of elbow grease and working a little bit hard to keep your garden tools and shovels clean and sharp first off remove any rust with some steel wool or some sandpaper then you want to file the edges of your tools to keep them nice and sharp because a good sharp edge is going to do wonderful work for you in the yard then make sure you coat those metal surfaces with a lubricating oil to prevent the rust from returning also while you're at it sand those wooden handles so you get a nice smooth grip and you can coat them with a linseed oil to help keep that wood conditioned or if you're like me and you tend to lose small tools around the yard go ahead and paint those handles a vibrant color so that they really stand out during your yard work and believe me, a little bit of TLC on those tools will keep them working hard all season long, year after year. It's worth it, folks. And we're here to support you with a little TLC in terms of home improvement advice. Remember, you can call us 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year at one eight 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 Money Pit. Our phones are always open. Remember, you can also visit MoneyPit.com 24-7 for home improvement tips as well. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. You can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.